Hello, everybody. Remember why you did podcasts here? Anyway, I'm dead. Gentlemen, today we got cave. Wait, we're doing a podcast? I know, right? It's weird. Oh, we were just hanging out. Damn. Yeah. And Alex. This is a podcast? I just came for the free ice cream. You get ice cream? <laughs> it's not free. Oh, okay. You lied to me. I never said free. You implied it with your kind words. <laughs> I may have implied it. The flyer had a price listed. <laughs> I thought that was just a suggestion for how much it should cost. <laughs> so as you as you can guess from Alex being here, we're doing the ice cream podcast. Yeah, as you can know from Alex being here and the fact that this is listed video games 186. Like I titled you mean these. we're not doing the ice cream podcast? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. The ice cream podcast, the best flavor is banana. Wrong. <laughs> Real banana is too weak and artificial banana tastes like ass. There is no good banana flavor. Mm. My local place has a pretty good one. You know, when they're not shut down from an electrical fire. Just <laughs> happened at least twice in the last couple of years. America. <laughs> ah, New Jersey. That's just just an America thing. (laughs) There is an ice cream place that has closed, opened, closed, opened, closed, reopened, and then changed management at least 15 times since I've lived here. And I've only lived here for like four years. Like, it's ridiculous. I I, I will walk by and be like, oh, new owners? (laughs) There is an ice cream place here that has been open since before I was born and hasn't changed their flavors since. We got chocolate and we got vanilla. Oh, no, they, they have like a ridiculous amount of flavors and they also sell them like throughout the province. It's just there is also a place where you can just drive through, get a quart of ice cream and leave. Well, that sounds so good right now. Yeah, you, 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 you can like walk up and get like, you know, a cone or like a fucking Sunday or whatever. Or you can just go like, yeah, give me a fucking like 12 liter of fucking Rocky Road. <laughs> Thank you. Just dump it in your there car you and leave. That, that sounds like heaven, man. Except it'll all melt by the time you get it home. So unless you're getting home, home oh no, bro! Right there. Oh no, bro! Fucking twelve liter. That that shit. That'll cool your car down. Yeah, that that shit's like a, just a fucking like ice block. It like keeps itself cold for a while. <laughs> That's a heat sink right there. Yeah, you what? Yeah, trust me. Like I have, like I have gone from like grocery store, grabbed a fucking like twelve, grabbed a twelve liter of goddamn ice cream, which where I go grocery shopping is about twenty one bucks for twelve liters. Grab that, throw it in the trunk of a black car, go get food, and go home, and the thing has barely gotten cold, and the thing has barely gotten warm. Do you know what 12 liters translates to an American? I'll convert it to wrong. Thank you. Because <laughs> it sounds like a lot, but I'm willing to bet it's not. Okay, so a U.S. liquid gallon... Uh, 12 liters is equal to 3.17006 liquid gallons. Okay, so yeah, that's that's a big tub of ice cream, but it's not ridiculous. It's one of those like big round containers. Yeah. That, that they have on like the bottom of the freezer. Yeah, it's the thing. Which is how you should buy your ice cream anyway. It's more efficient. I mean, I don't because I'll eat the whole thing. What's the problem there? Like, 
within like far too fast than I should. I still don't see a problem. Dad, are you hearing the problem? No. <laughs> the only problem I have with it is that it fucking broke my ice cream scoop. <laughs> oh, I love That's when true. that happened. What do you need a scoop for? You all you need is a spoon. I if you want a bent spoon, yeah. Yeah. Like I got one I got one of those like like I actually had the same problem as Alex where like, oh I got this thing. It'll be gone inside of a week. So I have so I've had to like brute force myself into just going, okay, you can eat it like once a day and you have to put it in a bowl. I did I've done th- that to myself. I did then I've choose the biggest myself. bowl I own. <laughs> but still it's a boundary. I thought you were gonna eat, just eat it off the scoop. Oh no, I know. I, I, I spoon too small. I need a scoop. I specifically, oh. I specifically bought the ice cream scoop because I knew that this was gonna happen. But yeah, like I bought it. And it was one of those ones that like the that like the fucking trigger thing on the side of it that like got the scraper going to get it at like to easier get it out of the fucking scoop. Yeah, and leave like a film of ice cream behind on the scoop. Yeah, within a month. The trigger got to the point where I push it, and the entire mechanism angles itself so that this that the uh, scraper thing doesn't go all the way across, thus making it useless. Mm. Also, because of the gears and shit that make it work, it keeps digging into my fucking hand. Yep. I hate those kinds of scoops. I would rather do a uh, a spoon. This is the video games podcast, by the way. Yes, it is. We're here talking about video games. <laughs> We said it was the ice cream podcast, so I figured we might as well go all in. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet, so that <laughs> was making it worse. Yeah. So getting us back on track, Cave, you've played some stuff, I think. Uh, yeah, I've played uh, two things worth talking about. Fucking poggers, um, dude. There's the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It's Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Uh, they changed quite a few things, but all of the changes are minor, cosmetic, or, you know, li- little things that, unless you've been obsessed with the franchise as long as I have, you're probably not going to notice right off the bat. And even I had to look up some of the changes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's like, damn, that's so small. Like, one of the big ones is in Mass Effect 1, there's an alien. Uh, well, there's a person who hates humans and is trying to destroy all of, you know, all like just like to take like be a pirate and take over human settlements and shit. And in the original game, he was a human, which for some reason they felt the need to change because apparently humans can't be evil dicks. Yeah, totally. I, n- I know that wasn't the reason why they changed it, but like why couldn't a human have launched attacks on human settlements? There are plenty of humans who hate humanity. I'm recording with one of them. Hi. <laughs> like, come on, developers. But no, nah, like that that's yeah. fine. I it's want okay. the full it's spectrum cool. of humanity, damn it. Um they made the Mako more drivable. Most of the changes are to the first game. Um they made the Thresher Maws more challenging, and by more challenging I mean marginally more challenging. Like, you actually have to work a little bit to uh, kill them. So, there's that. Like, it's it's even on Insanity. Like, it's not that difficult to kill a Thresher Maul. 
It's just figuring out how best to maneuver your Mako. Because uh, fighting them on foot is stupid and no longer necessary to get the most EXP. That was one of the big things they changed that I really like. In the original game, if you killed things in the Mako, there was an uh, there was an EXP penalty. So basically every fight was drive to the location, get out of the Mako, shoot things, get back into the Mako before you die, drive a little bit further and rinse and repeat. Even... like. I killed a grand total of two Thresher Maws out of my Mako in the original game, and my friends told me I was crazy for doing it. It's not necessary anymore. Um, and it's made the game a whole lot more fun. <laughs> because been, I'm not nitpicking for my EXP. It has been so long since I've played Mass Effect, I don't even remember these fucking things. Yeah. Yeah. My, I remember the uh, Mako sucking, and that's about it. Yeah, that's the meme of the first game is just, just, hey, elevators and the Mako sucks. It still sucks. Like, it's still by far the worst part of the first game, but they made it marginally better. <laughs> marginally better. Did they give you the uh, that one DLC? <laughs> Which one DLC? didn't have in the, the Legendary Edition for... No, they didn't. They didn't have in the PS3 edition for some reason. No, the data for that uh, mission was lost. So basically, if you own the original disc version, you own something that the company probably wants at least a little bit. And I own the original disc version with the DLC included on the disc. So it's so, just gone. E so Bioware, hit me up. <laughs> I will I will sell you my copy at a very reasonable price of a full suit of in seven armor. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not I'm not that ridiculous. Um I do want a full suit of in seven armor, but I'd probably make my own just because that way it'd be more accurate. Um but no, um so Mass Effect One is probably the game that got the most changes. I actually can't think of any changes for two or three. Um and if you don't care about those minor tweaks Keep on playing your old copy. I bought a new copy because I actually very much prefer having it on. I like consolidating down for a single console. So having all of the games on one console was worth the price for me, especially because it's like two to three hundred dollars worth of content for 60 at at release. So I was well worth I thought it was well worth spending the money Um. I also am a Mass Effect addict. I mean, these guys know I defended that piece of crap for years. Yep. Uh, and by piece of crap, he means Andromeda, not Mass Effect. Yeah. Uh, and I actually uh, platted all of the original games uh, because that's how much I love them. And honestly, the only thing that I haven't done is the Insanity Run, which I started, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> insanity is still bullshit. Well, yeah, it's um, called insanity. Uh, it's it's, but the thing is, it's not like in the original Mass Effect. Um, insanity was basically we turn everyone into a bullet sponge who spam the most annoying power. Uh, it feels like they might have gotten rid of that kind of thought process, but I can't be sure because. I never completed an insanity run before because <laughs> it's insane. 
insanity is the most frustrating way to play the game period but it like it's like it's one of those if you do this you are like you are one of the best at this video game kind of kind of concept uh because like you can brute force it which is probably how i'm going to do it but like it's really meant for like strategizing how you and your party's powers are laid out like making sure you've got every detail completely perfect and i hate myself for being willing to do it yeah i want i want that full plat i want all like because they've divided it into the sub games and then there's the fourth overall category and that's the only one i haven't haven't platted and i want it yeah i I remember that plat i remember like back in the day like back in like the 360 days when achievements mattered Mm -hmm. a buddy of mine and i we were like hey we got we we got to beat like like we we both play like Call of Duty together, and we were like, "Hey, we gotta get like the fun Call of Duty achievements." Mm-hmm. So let's go fucking veteran mode campaign. Let's let's go, and it was all just us brute forcing it, and just like trying to get to quick save points. Yep, that's uh, that's how a lot of games are, and I hated every second of it. Yeah, in 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 most cases, it's just not fucking worth it. Yeah, and like with a and lot, this of, is one of those cases. And like with a lot of games, I feel like they have. Unless, unless like an insane difficulty was built into the game from the ground up, like uh, like like the new Dooms or like the new Wolfenstein's, mm-hmm. then it seems like all of those like really insane hard modes have just been moved entirely over to the Soulsborne games, and like they're yeah. and like their ilk. And everyone else is like, yeah, you can just enjoy your games. Like, yeah, there's a hard mode, but like it's not that hard. Which I feel good about. I I like. I like there not being more options above the baby mode I play on. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly the thing that's suckiest about wanting to actually enjoy your video games. So it's not like a guide on hard. Like, like you you play it on easy, and they're like, "Well, normal is the true." I, I've actually seen games that have claimed hard was the way the game was intended to be experienced. I'm like, motherfucker, no. Yeah, I think I think Halo has that. I'm like, motherfucker, no. You don't get to pull that shit yeah. on me. It's like if that's I beat you on I beat you on normal. Normal is what should be considered the normal experience. Fuck you. Or if you wanted to be or if you wanted to be like, hey, this is the way the game is meant to be experienced, why give them an option to choose something other than the way the game is meant to be experienced? Yeah, it's like fuck you. Like if you want, like uh, that's one thing I I, I love about Mass, not Mass Effect Fallout Four, is it's got it's like it's got normal, which is what you're expected to play on. It's normal. It's the normal level. It's normal, but it doesn't at any point say, "Well, you're gonna lose out on content." This isn't the way it was intended to be played. It was like, hey, if you play it on higher difficulty, you get more loot. Which encouraged me to actually play it on like very hard mode because I wanted the loot. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't I, penalize me for changing the difficulty. I liked how with like actually going back to Mass Effect, um, like the later games, they changed the difficulty slider from being a difficulty slider to being a like, do you want a do you want a you want a story driven experience? Do you want a combat driven experience, or do you want a balance of both? That's Mass Effect Three uh, uh, thing. I didn't I mind that. I liked that. I love that because it actually feels like they're respecting their players. Yeah. It's not, it's not, 
hey, you're a pussy. It's, hey, you want to experience the story we wrote. And honestly, why as storytellers are we penalizing people who want to experience the story? Well, you're here for the story, oh, losers. Can't can't take the... Can't take our uh, it's like, bad oh. game design. <laughs> <laughs> and that, so... But it's really weird. So like the, like the like, hey, this this mode's normal. Hard as how you meant to play. That bugs me. But then the ones that actively make fun of you, I don't super mind. Like like in um, oh. like in um, like Explosion Man and uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. There, there's another one, um, Wolfenstein, I think. Like they they actively show a picture of the main character as a baby. Yeah, like the easiest the, 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 the easy mode. Yeah, the easiest difficulty mode is the main character as a little baby. Normal difficulty mode is just his face, and then don't the, hurt me, daddy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the baby mode. But then, like so in, on, pers- on Persona Q two, the the difficulty slider at the beginning is a picture of Joker standing there, and for the the easiest mode, which is safety mode, he's just sitting there eating popcorn. Persona five is too easy, in my opinion. Once you understand the game, well, Persona like, Persona Q adds in Adrian Odyssey rules, so yeah. it's a little harder. Yeah, and then in Metal Gear yeah. Solid five. Uh, like if you fail a mission too many times, then a thing will pop up saying you've unlocked chicken mode. Oh uh, yeah, you, you Which, can wear the chicken hat and nobody will look at you. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just very funny to me. Of like, like put like the game doesn't, and it's a choice. It doesn't make you put it on. Yeah, it's just like I mean, yeah, if you want to complete the thing and go finish the story, you fucking baby, or you can get good, get good son. Yeah, like that I don't like, mind. Like that doesn't bug me nearly as much as the game saying it's meant to be played on hard. If you want to play on normal, that's cool, but it's meant to be played on hard. It's like if you play I want to be the guy and you don't and you don't pick hard mode, then like all the save points that are that aren't in the hard version are called the uh, marked wuss. <laughs> Yeah, but and, I, I want to be the, I want to be the guy. The main character has like a li- and the main character has a little bow on his hair. Yeah, but like I want to be the guy is is like one of those massacre games where that is one hundred percent the intent. Yeah. yeah, it wants to make you angry. Yeah, you don't get to be the boshy by being a little bitch. You know the the the, guy, the guys the guys like why do apples fall up and why do they kill you? They're more like giant cherries. <laughs> Was the creator's response? Oh man, that sounds like some Atro Oda fucking response. <sighs> That's fun, man. I I I I do miss that kind of era of gaming. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of fell off. Yeah, people stopped making ridiculous hard mods now. Speaking of actually mods for Mass Effect, uh, there was recently a mod put out to restore the butt scenes to uh, Miranda's loyalty mission. <laughs> Wait, what? And it was put out by the same guy who made a mod previously for the original game to reduce the butt scenes for Miranda's <laughs> loyalty mission. <laughs> to which I, my wife showed me a Tumblr post that followed with Morden Solis in his death scene had to be me someone else might have gotten it wrong and i'm just like motherfucker (laughs) that is brilliant oh man the mod community is pretty all right (laughs) 
Like, you, can cr- you make like, ugly Shepard though? Credit. Oh, you can make the ugliest Shepard. Like they they've added more hair options. You just <laughs> have more options for making an ugly Shepard. <laughs> uh. But no. Um. I still adore these games. Um. And like when I, when it rolled into Mass Effect Two, and I was uh. I was like, I was recovering from de- death. Like, I'm not sure if they added this, but, um, the Quarian, not the Quarian, the, uh, the original, the original VI, the Prothean VI actually tells you repeatedly that you're not indoctrinated, which that was one of the big theories about Mass Effect 3 is that the whole time you're just indoctrinated. So I'm very curious if they added that and just didn't mention it in any of the uh, notes that I've read through. Because if they didn't, then that's something that we've overlooked as a community, pretty much wholly as a community. Because there's a I think that's just when people were desperately looking for some reason as to why Mass Effect 3's original release was so disappointed. The Mass Effect 3's ending still sucks ass. Um because you know, they didn't it's, do it's like, to maybe, it. maybe, maybe it's all a trick. Maybe Bioware secret geniuses and aren't just super lazy. <laughs> nope, they're just super lazy. And like, they wrote, that, they wrote and an amazing that, that one game. Idiot just that one idiot just like hijacked the, the ending. And they like, wrote an amazing game, and the ending wanted. is such garbage. The ending is such garbage. And did, did, did they delete the references to that? Um, or did the original ending that went nowhere? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I didn't look. So in Mass, so in Mass Effect Two, um, a couple of characters are like, "Yes, we're there's this thing with like some stars are dying earlier than they should, and something." Oh no, that's still, that's still there. And, that's and we're gonna there. have to look into that. And that was supposed to be like the actual twist of Mass Effect Three before they decided to do something else. They're probably gonna and tie that into Mass Effect Four. And that's why every character that like talked about it does not appear in Mass Effect Three, if you notice. Like Cal Rieger and that one lady that you meet. I forget where you meet her, but she's just like, yeah, I'm going to go look at this Dark Matter thing. And then neither of them show up in Mass Effect 3. Huh. Because they, did, they didn't want to remind people that, oh, right, that plot point that we forgot about. So, I'm, so, I, looked, so, so I tried looking up, just seeing if they did change anything. And uh, the only thing that I really found was like a bunch of angry forum posts saying, the Doctor Series is stupid. And then a thing from one of the guys who worked on Mass Effect, Chris, Chris Hepler, talking to the website called The Gamer, uh, saying that... Saying that the indoctrination theory is very neat, and everyone kind of, and everyone at the company kind of likes it, but they did not intend that at all because they quote because they quote weren't that smart. Everything that players mm-hmm. for the indoctrination theory is entirely coincidental, made up entirely by fans, was not the intent of the developers, but it's a neat idea. Yeah. So I guess they really so they did add all that. Oh, you're not indoctrinated. No, I'm pretty oh. sure they didn't because it would have been mentioned in one of the change logs. I think it's more, far more likely that we just didn't notice it because we were too why, obsessed with the fucking. Why? Why would they mention that in the change logs? It's an added line. Like, yeah, like some yeah, of the yes, logs that went through. Why would they? Why would they detailed. want to draw attention to the fact that hey, we put in this thing? To it wasn't made. I'm not talking about the change logs made by the developers. I'm talking about the change logs made by the people who have obsessed over the games as much as I have. 
Oh, well, maybe they didn't. Yeah, like there would be there would be like multiple articles. Like the second you fuck the second I fucking put in like Mass Effect Legendary Edition indoctrination, then like the first like nineteen results I should have gotten should have been They like, changed the story so the indoctrination theory is wrong. Exactly. Re like there yes. would be there would be followed like eight, by yeah. followed by several re's. There would be eight thousand YouTube videos, they red circle around the fucking Prothean VI. I and then someone going, they changed the indoctrination theory. They know it's right, so they changed it so it would be wrong. Yeah, there would be a new string of death threats being sent to Bioware. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's, I'm pretty sure everyone involved in that is now gone from the company. So They don't care. You think you think the motherfuckers are like going through the credits, like looking at individual people's names and going, okay, are they still with the company? No, fuck, I can't send a death threat to them. They probably should. I mean, like, hate, hate oh, the right people. They Send should, the but right they people. won't. <laughs> like, that's the big thing. They should, but they won't. Also, they just shouldn't. You shouldn't look up individual people to send them individual death threats. True. But, like, do your research. Don't just threaten the wrong people. You know, but they're, not threatening the, they're not threatening the people. They're threatening the company. Because the company is the thing they hate. They don't give a fuck about the people. But you can't True. kill Bioware as a company. Unless we finally boycott them properly. Ooh, they released something new that I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's every single... That is almost every single like boycotting campaign. It's like, down with this thing. Hey, a thing you like. Okay, never mind. Wait, it didn't work for Bethesda, so... <laughs> oh, God, Bethesda. I think they're still making Fallout 76. Ugh. Yes, people are still playing Fallout 76. Why? Because they're wrong. They're wrong sick. Because they're masochists, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, um, Mass Effect 3, um, ignoring the ending. The rest of the game is absolutely glorious. And the part of the game that should have been the ending, the Citadel DLC, is still an absolute blast. I absolutely love, like, I've done a Paragon and Renegade playthrough at this point, which I don't usually do. I don't usually do a renegade playthrough, but I was like, I've played this game a thousand times. Let me do a renegade playthrough and see what it's like. Very xenophobic. Wait, you played the game Very a thousand times Paragon? Yes. <laughs> Every time I would try to do a renegade p- playthrough, I'd start getting upset at how how assholey you had to be. <laughs> so I just kept doing Paragon playthrough. <laughs> oh, there's only one renegade choice I always pick, and that's with the... Zai Shove the asshole the out the window? No. Well, that too, but it was like, but when Zaid is, but when Zaid is in the uh, the factory with the guys, and and it's like you, you either save the workers and let the guy escape, or you let them burn to kill that one guy. I'm like, oh, you know, fine, we'll kill this guy. You can you have you that. Don't have you can to have do that, right? Now I know you don't have to do that. I just like to do that. All right. Because after because after Zaid spent the whole time telling me how how much of this guy needs to die, I'm like, all right, fine, you can have that. But that's it. I always save the workers to punish him for. Kill, like putting everyone in danger for no fucking reason. <laughs> the only choice I remember making, and it's actually, it's actually, I don't remember the choice. I remember the consequences of the choice because in my like, I think Mass Effect three, either two or three, in one of them, in a Paragon when I was doing, I accidentally genocided the entire Quarian race. Oh, you mean the Geth? No, no he the, means the Quarian. I killed the all the Quarians. Fuck? What the fuck did you do? I don't oh, know. Um, so here's the thing: you can only get you can only make, get make peace between Geth and the Quarians in three if you pick the Renegade choice in two. When it comes to the Geth, 
So uh, that's like, not true. It's not? I thought it is. No. Like maybe I it just makes it I do not maybe fully it just remember. Makes it a lot harder. I do not fully remember the choice I made. All I know is that it got to a point where it was like, "Hey, you can do something to the Geth. If you do, the Quarians won't die." And I'm like, "Oh, this goes against everything I morally stand for as a person. So I'm gonna not do that." Oh, sick genocide. Oh yeah, yeah. You you either uh, you either upgrade the Geth and they kill the Quarians, or you don't. And you the kill uh, the Geth. Legion before you can upgrade the Geth, or you kill us a lie and save everyone. <laughs> you save everyone, but I think I think it's a lot harder to get the to get the save everyone option if you. You just got to get your charisma up high enough by being you, consistent with your choices. Well, it's not just that. There's a specific, like, you have to save that one admiral. Otherwise, uh, he Oh, yeah, no, you got you to you do that, but that's not a renegade choice. You, you, you can't have, uh, you can't have exposed the truth in uh, Tally's mission in two. You had to hide what her father was doing and still get her exonerated from uh, the crime by yeah, shaming which, them. You can do by being Paragon and just shouting at them enough. The Renegade option is just easier in that one. Like, no, but I, I just remember people, people like, what? Par- a Paragon choice was a bad choice. That shouldn't be. Those are people who don't know how to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, it's because people were like, people were like, uh, we, we reprogrammed the Geth and then the Geth Betray will sort of turn against you in two and three because they decided they'd rather help with the Reapers. And they were like, no, that's not supposed to, this wasn't how it's supposed to work. A paragon choice isn't supposed to backfire on me. <laughs> yeah, that's narrow minded thinking. <laughs> I oh, made the, you're, talking I made the blow, you're talking about blowing up the, uh, the heretic station. Yeah. That's the choice you're talking about. Yeah. So if you, if you, because if you reprogram them, and that just makes them stronger in three when they decide to join the Reapers, which people didn't like. Which makes you, which gives you a bigger army when you convince them to join you, <laughs> if you have a high enough charisma <laughs> or renown or whatever it is in that game. And it's more because the Renegade choice almost always makes makes things difficult for you in three. So this was the one time where the Paragon choice makes things harder. If you make the parent, I do like that being an asshole is kind of punished in three. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like you're consistently an asshole. Well, fuck you then. That's not how it's supposed to work. I'm the ham solo. You guys, you guys like me. I'm the ham solo. I. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, I'm anyway. Han, yeah, I'm Han Solo, the ghost from the for the Fast and Furious franchise. But yeah, the game is beautiful. Um, like Mass Effect One still has some texture loading issues. Uh, I'm so glad that they kept the elevators, uh, though there is a skip option now. <laughs> once it's loaded, <laughs> like the elevators still mask the loading times, but now it's instead of having to listen to the whole dialogue every time, you can skip it. So that's that's nice. Um, I still listen to the whole dialogue just because I loved those little back and forths. Um, ever I don't miss, care so much you about the you ever miss those long conversations we've had in the Citadel elevators. <laughs> okay. then. Oh, I love those jokes. Uh, 
I, that's one thing I really love about the Mass Effect franchise is it's just not it's unapologetic when it comes to taking the piss out of itself. Yeah, it will make fun of itself in a heartbeat. And I love that. I absolutely adore that, man. Oh. This would be way too difficult to actually program, but I would have found it fucking hilarious if there was some game that like referenced the elevator thing and like had a similar kind of interaction where you could like spend your time in the elevator, like listen to this conversation with the skip option. But then, mm-hmm. if you don't real time passes in the world, you can fuck up missions that way. I am. That's one thing I'm very glad. Just like a, just like a dead not, rising kind of situation. That's one thing I'm very glad is not part of Mass Effect. Oh no, uh, not, not Mass Effect. Is yeah, is just like oh no, you've run out of time. Mass Effect Two kind of had that to push the urgency, but once you understand the mechanics behind, oh, time is up. You can completely ignore the time limit. Well, that only happens <laughs> yeah. once at the end. It happens several times. Oh, I thought it only happens with the... The the thing is, as you complete missions, it pushes forward the story. But if you do the missions in the right order, it will not push the story forward. So basically the whole game's on a time limit that you can ignore. I thought it was like once you you get the Reaper IFF, then you you can only do two missions before the... the, uh... The, the scene kicks in where it advances the story and then you have to immediately go to the final place. Otherwise, uh, like parts of people from your crew will start dying. Yeah. But, uh, there are like priority missions that are triggered by completing a certain number of a certain type of quest, usually the collecting the party quest. So you can avoid triggering those as well. By just going to do other shit on other planets. I know, I know the one with the bomb in three is just like, hey, you waited too long and the bomb exploded. <laughs> Oops. You probably should have done that once. He's like, hey, remember that thing I told you about the massive bomb that was going to go off like two weeks ago? Yeah, you probably should have gotten to it sooner than that. Bomb? Oh, that one! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've never had to go off because I'm always like, "Oh, there's a bomb. Let me make that a priority mission." Yeah, because everyone everyone always does it immediately. But like, no, it's like I, I think if, it, if I'm gonna if have to have wait, a playthrough where that bomb goes off, it's it's, it's like fun. it's like face off. Like a dude set up a bomb to go off in five weeks. Like, yeah, I, so am, I am it's, totally it's like, gonna yeah, have it, to not do that mission now. It, if you wait until uh, if you wait until the part where uh, when it's the, it's the quarrying arc and then like the bomb explodes and Rex sends you an angry email. Like, why the hell didn't you do anything about this bomb that you knew about two weeks ago? Sir, I told you about it this exploded bomb. And month. a lot of us died. It's like, Oh, whoops, you lost you- military power. <laughs> oh, whoopsie. Dup, sorry about that. Well, Krogan's better get fucking. At that point, you cured the genophage, right? Yeah. By that yeah. point, you should have cured the genophage. You can choose not to, if you want to have a weaker yeah. future military, if you're a cock, reason. Yeah, or, or if Rex is and, and that jackass is leading them, at which point it's like you know maybe curing them is not the best idea if this guy is going to be in charge. Why is Rex dead in your playthrough? Yeah, if you're if you're in a playthrough in like one of the later games and Rex is dead, you made a mistake. Why? Why is Rex? Rex, you you can't have the conversation, Rex Shepard. If Rex is dead, you have to save Rex. <laughs> Shepard. <laughs> I, I, I love playing through the Citadel DLC and getting to the party. And there's one version of the party where Rex and Grunt are sitting there and they're just both saying your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, this is the best part of the game. I love it. 
Oh man, I love Rex. Like I, I have had playthroughs stop dead just because I was like Rex Shepherd, Rex Shepherd for an hour. <laughs> that was like my playthrough just stopped dead because I was just enjoying making them talk to each other too much. I think and, I played through the first game like almost entirely renegade, but did enough paragon options that I was able to not kill Rex. I mean, you could also renegade save Rex by just telling him to shut shut his mouth and know his role, basically. Yeah, just the only just be okay. Just any time I played Mass Effect, it was just Rex was my boy. Rex is the greatest. Yeah, like Gar- you, you could also you could also have a small enough here to play. <laughs> you could also have a small enough party that like Rex just lives by default because he can't die because then you won't yeah. have three characters. <laughs> And in, in, in which in, in which case he just does this whole angry this whole angry rant about how he can't trust you, and he's just like mm, whatever. <laughs> hey, you got everyone down. Like, I can't yeah. trust you. Oh, I'll see you Thursday. It's like it's like yeah. It's like uh, if you didn't recruit Garrus, and you haven't recruited Liara yet, uh, then he can't die no matter what because then you won't have enough people to do the uh, the next mission because you <laughs> oh only have two. God, characters. that is such the bass awkward way to play the game. I love it. <laughs> Oh my god that that would require that requires planning to play the game that poorly. Yeah, you have to optimize your suboptimal plays. <laughs> I wow, okay. Just min max yeah, a piece of garbage. It's like it's like you tell you tell Garrus you don't want him to join you, and then he'll go away. And uh, and then you then you go to the the two harder missions first. At which point, Eden Prime unlocks. And then you go there to Eden Prime, and and also when you show up to get Liara, she's been there for like two several weeks at this point, and she's like, "Oh, where have you guys been? Am I hallucinating you? I've been that? locked in this I trap. Have, I have never played it this way. I have to do a terrible Mass Effect run now. Yes, yeah, you can play it in in any oh, weird God. order like that. I I know you can, but I always play it in the optimal order. Oh, I'm doing a terrible Mass Effect run next. Bro, I need to send you a fucking capture card or something. <laughs> you can also uh, not recruit Rex by telling him to go away. Oh, I've done that. And you, I regretted can, it because I didn't get you, Rex you Shepard. Can, you can only... Uh, could be, I, mean, I think you have to take one of them. You have to take either him or Garrus, but you don't have to take both, so you can tell one of them to leave. Also, if you, also, if yeah. you tell Rex to leave, he never shows up again like in any playthrough, so I guess he went and got himself killed. Or got a job, yeah. Because he's not he's I mean, not with, leading the Krogan without His your with like. Well, specifically, <laughs> it's due to your influence that he's able to lead the Krogan because yeah. he becomes famous because of it. And meanwhile, it's that fame that lets him carry on to the throne. Hey Rex. Meanwhile, I, if you don't, hey, Rex, if you do, and if you don't, hey Rex, if you don't recruit Garrus and he just shows up in two, and you're like, hey, who are you again? Oh right, I'm we a met required briefly. party member. Hey Rex, what did you do after you left the military, Shepard? <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me so much. It, like, that, that popped into my head. I was just like, you, 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 "Yeah, Rex could just like fucking go off," and then like my idea was just like, "Yeah, he just like gets a farm upstate." Oh, he's a shepherd. <laughs> oh, that tickles me so much. Just him and the crow equivalent of a border collie, just herding sheep. Every once in a while, going out there with a shotgun to shoot the thresher mod to get it away. 
Oh man, I loved the segment in Mass Effect uh, Two where you have to kill the Thresher Maw on foot. And I know you don't have to; you can just hide the whole time. But where's the fun in that? You don't get marriage offers if you don't kill the Thresher Maw. And by you, <laughs> I do mean Shepard. Yeah, Shepard says like yes. I absolutely. Uh, I absolutely love when you come back to the planet and Edie's like, there have been several marriage offers for uh, Grunt or mating offers, not marriage offers, mating offers for Grunt, and one for Shepard. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I ain't going for it because Krogan's a scary, but yeah. Well, you don't want some of that good humpback? Nope. <laughs> They'll crush me. <laughs> They'll come in for Snoo Snoo and I'll get smashed. Literally. <laughs> As Shepard died a hero, his pelvis crumbled to dust and fed into the star system. Too bad she wasn't an Asari, otherwise, they actually might have been able to produce an offspring. <laughs> And then just, just like your horrible fucked, like your horrible, like human Krogan hybrid kid comes out and he, and he just is like, Thank you, Shepard. Father! <laughs> no, your father's dead, like, because fucking Rex is dead. No, just, or no because Shepard's dead, because it's news to So Rex is there, like, raising him, and, and, and the kid maybe just like, Father! And the and Rex is just like, Shepard. That's actually one thing I also really love in Mass Effect. It's like, multiple different species are like uh, shepherd will forever mean hero on our planet i'm just like there are going to be krogan saying shepherd for generations yeah doing lord's work (laughs) there are going to be a little krogan babies that are named shepherd because i made it possible for them to have babies (laughs) and it's gonna be awesome <laughs> Clan Shepherd is probably a thing in a thousand years. Oh yeah, if if they ever come back and make a fourth Max Effect game, which I believe that there's been trailers for, then like that needs to be a thing. You need to meet a, you need to meet a Krogan named Shepherd. Yeah, that would be so good. That would be so good. I would love it. It would be dumb as fuck, but I would love it to bits. Yeah, well, not dumb as fuck. It's it's plot. They set they set it up. I know, but it would still be dumb as fuck. Oh, and then just like and there's like a bunch of like different like local dialects with how they pronounce Shepherd. Shepard. 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 Hi, I'm Shepherd. I'm Sheffield. <laughs> just start getting away from it. Yeah. Hi, I'm Lake hi, I'm Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> it's just the actor Lakeith Stanfield, but an alien. Clan Shepherd becomes a thing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this, oh, you're you're in a you're in a foul clan, Shepard. Oh, you're fucked, dude. Yeah, they do not stop until you have until you have died the thousand deaths. The thousand deaths. <laughs> that sounds awesome, Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. All of, all of their ships are designed not after not after like the actual ship. It's a div- all of them are designed after the Mako. Because be, <laughs> yes, because being able oh to my God, because yes. being able to control the ship properly is a rite of passage for people at Clan Shepherd. Oh, that would be so wonderfully awful. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, but in case you haven't gathered, I I very much fully think that Mass Effect Legendary Edition is worth the cost. I wish they had a special edition for Mass Effect Legendary Edition that came with something, because dear God, do I want any of the swag that was originally released that is no longer on the market. Like, I want an N7 helmet. I want his leather jacket. I Oh, it's so good. 
marketing oh, gets developed would... on the Krogan home planet, but instead of actual marketing, it's just it's just a very famous Krogan going, Hi, I'm Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. But this yes. isn't but this isn't the Citadel. Yes, we know. We named it the Citadel in honor. We needed we needed to make this joke work. Seriously. Do you know how rare it is for a Krogan to make a joke? Do you? Yeah. That's the other thing Shepard brought. He brought back he brought back our ability to give birth, heroism, and jokes. And heroin. He brought a little <laughs> bit of heroin on it. Yeah, that might have just came with a ship, but like Yeah, it's still Shepard. You just go over to the clan you just go over to the clan Shepard house and just cracked in. <laughs> still, produce, oh, still produces still produces the galaxy's most like badass Krogans, but they're all just like flying high. <sighs> anyway, playing anything not Mass Effect Cave? Oh, I actually am having trouble remembering now because that was <laughs> that was a fun, that was a blast. Um, oh, right, other games that are not Mass Effect exist. I forgot. Son of a bitch. Well, I uh, I recently uh, worked on my, my platinum run through of Dot uh, Hack GU, um, oh, no. which <laughs> is another re-release. It's the exact same game, only on PS4 instead of PS2. Uh, I love that. Just uh, whispered. Oh no! And uh, it's another game franchise that I adore. Uh, I'm waiting for like the 50th anniversary when they finally re-release the original uh, quadrilogy. Um, got on it. And dear God, is this game a slog to hundred percent? Like it's it's a JRPG in the most traditional sense, and it it it's pretending to be an MMORPG at that. So <laughs> dear fucking God, am I glad we got away from this phase of a hundred percent means one thousand play hours. <laughs> yeah. See. The game was designed with the idea that there'd be months in between releases, so you just have months to go through it and 100% everything, and not just immediately jump to the next game because you have them all now. Yeah, which is a downside of having them on. It's, all it's now. the main reason I never completed the uh, collect all the items side quest in the, the first quadrilogy because I got almost all of them like at once. So it's just like, hey. And now, and now you have to wait six months until the next game to come out. And I'm like, no, I have the next game right here. And we go. No, you have to wait six months and the disc just breaks. Yeah, I re- I just finished all the Ryu books. Which, first time ever I've done that. Like, I've never completed all of the Ryu books before. So. That's, the, that's the main reason I didn't play the re-release. Because I'm like, yeah, it's, never, it's not gonna, quite going to be the same as ha- actually having to wait... I've been enjoying it. Um, Like, Haseo is such a useless fucking shit until the third game. (laughs) Like, he is, like, he is ostensibly the, I hate everyone, I'm an uber edgelord, I'm the most badass character ever. Basically, he's Sasuke before Sasuke. He has the same hair as Sasuke, too. He's the same voice as Sasuke. (laughs) Yeah, he's Sasuke before Sasuke. He's just, he's proto-Sasuke. Yeah. He's like, um, I, I have armor that's black and all spikes, and I use a scythe. Okay, I just went to the yeah, dot he, hat wiki, and for Haseo's page, 
and the very first thing is just a t- just a box quote from Haseo, just I am right here. Skeeth. Yeah, that's him calling out to his avatar. He says it so much. <laughs> he says it so much. Is that like but, the I am uh, thou, thou art I? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but uh, imagine if every time you you want to summon your persona, and, you had to you had to go through the whole. It's initial, I am right initial dramatic summoning hey. process. Of, yeah, like the the uh, the avatar's name is Skate. So it's like every time he has to use Skate, he like he he clutches his head and like runes appear on him, and he like hyperventilates for thirty seconds, and then he's like, "I'm right here, Skate," and then he screams to the heavens, and then Skate shows up, and he has to do it every time he needs to use it. So it's like Persona Three, but way more extra. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. And keep in mind, folks at home, that Persona Three is the one where you shoot yourself in the face. It's like Persona Five. If every time you wanted to summon your Persona, you had to go through the whole bloody mask ripping <laughs> <Yeah>. off <laughs> part that everyone goes through at the like the first time they get their Persona. Yeah. Except they have to do it all the time. Yeah, all the time, just as bloody. Still sounds just that wet. Yeah. I mean, they made. I mean, they spent all the time on the animation. They might as well get their money's worth. Yeah, but it like it's cool looking the first dozen times. Yeah, <laughs> but you have to do it about a dozen times every game, and then you have to do it a, a second time during the special uh, fights, the bonus boss fights at the end to get all the unlocks, which are tedious and annoying, especially when you sometimes like sometimes it'll regress your. Uh, upgrades because you couldn't have had these upgrades when you were fighting this boss originally it's like motherfucker i earned the upgrade give it back to me yeah that's some horseshit yeah but hey like the boss like ultimately the this is a game of it's as hard as you want it to be because you could very easily um just grind to where nothing is a challenge Except for the very final boss. Because it has a leveling system. You are intended to be a certain range of levels as you progress. But it's stupid easy to just go to an area that's uh, 7 to 10 levels higher than you. Gain 5 to 6 levels. And then rinse and repeat until you've got max level for the game. And then you can just coast through the whole fucking game that way. It's also really annoying if you do that in the first game when you're supposed to be weak because there'll be boss fights where like Oh yeah one hit one hit defeat. defeat. Yeah, you, you one hit shot defeat the guy, but then like it immediately cuts to God. They're too much for us. Aside from that, that sounds like pretty much every MMO I've ever heard of. Yeah. Uh I also ad- absolutely adore um the cheat mode in this because you get like it just puts you at max level with all the best gear, and then what do you do? <laughs> it's just like like you just coast through the game, like you just instant beat the story. Because part of the part of the fun of the game, in my opinion, is actually playing through the various areas, doing all the quests, and actually having some kind of challenge from the little little fights. No, it's like Mass Effect Three narrative mode. Yes, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> Just, hey, do you just want to read a book? Then play .hack. Play it in cheat mode. 
It's like the, pe- it's like the people who try to branch out from like, only playing visual novels, but then find out about that mode and are like, well, I mean, might as well. <laughs> um, it, is, it would actually make it pretty playable for someone who only plays visual novels. Uh, oh, man. I have, I have a little over two weeks before the next Days Attorney game comes out. Oh yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I already got. I already. I already bought it. <laughs> I might go and pre-order it. Got my taxes. Got my taxes this month, or some new taxes this month, and so I was able to buy some stuff, including new headphones, new new bass, new bass guitar strings, and Ace, the Greatest Attorney Chronicles. Uh, but uh, also, there is a parody mode, which is just as juvenile as you would expect. Uh, the game has cutscenes, and like there's a, oh you can access all of the cutscenes that you've unlocked and watch them, and then there's a access all of the cutscenes and watch them as a joke. <laughs> so like fart sounds and shit played over them. It, it's it's funny. It's it's juvenile. It's an extra so thing. Th- they didn't this have to this add. comes from the fact that in the original quadrilogy, um, in the Japanese mode, or I mean, in the in the Japanese version, there'd be a parody dr- dub track where, like, they just say ridiculous stuff as the story goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, the- it was cut out of the U.S. version because they only had room for two voice tracks, so they put in the English voice track and then the Japanese voice track. So I guess this is a reference to that. I mean, if you were gonna only put in two tracks, I guess those are the two. Yeah, well, it's like the reason they put in the Japanese voice track when they usually didn't for PS2 games is because, like, well, there's space on the disc for a whole second voice track. Yeah, and ghost stories hadn't come out yet, so they hadn't thought of just making fun of it. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I absolutely uh, adore... Uh, I absolutely adore this game. I was very happy when the re-release was announced. Honestly, this era has been great for me being able to get back to some of the games I loved that I could no longer play. Destroy All Humans. Um, my Xbox has been giving me a lot of trouble, so I couldn't play Mass Effect for a while. I'm going to be able to play You don't have summer. a working PS2 anymore? I'm, I don't have a working PS2 anymore. My brother took How it. How sad. How sad. Um, I'm going to get to be able to play Persona 4, I think it was, that yeah. got re-released on Steam. Yeah, Persona, uh, yeah, Persona 4 Golden, I think, is this, the version, but like, yeah. Um, so you don't have to buy a Vita for it anymore. <laughs> and basically, basically, a lot of my favorite games have been re-released. Like, I know Dead Poo Pooed it, but I'm probably going to get uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated soon. Um, okay, just because that was one of my favorite games, and everything I've seen says, "Hey, if you enjoyed this game as a kid, you probably won't as an adult, but it's there." Yeah, like it's. I played the game as a kid. Did not enjoy it as an adult. It's the same game. It just looks very scary to me. Like, for whatever reason, SpongeBob's texture very much creeps me out. So you're saying you don't want a little bit of spongy spoo? No. Please go back to the depths. (laughs) But yeah. So that's what I've been playing. I've been replaying old games that I've talked about on the site a thousand times, yet they still invited me on. That should tell you how desperate they are for content. Well, yeah, you're on two shows. <laughs> we and I'm hosting a third. If you guys want to listen, <laughs> uh, it's coming out. That'll be coming out in a couple weeks. Yep, look forward to it. You can tell me how terrible a DM I am. 
Well, you can tell me how terrible a DM he is, and I'll tell him. It's like people, and eventually he'll probably browbeat me into like actually logging into something. <laughs> uh, man. It's not even a matter of logging in. It would be a matter of like browbeating you into creating an account, which I know is impossible. It's like, hey, here's a game you can play. It's free. It's like, one, I have to make an account for that. Two, it's like 11. I need to sleep. It's late. I'm tired. I need another account. Oh, forget that. I'll forget the password immediately. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, Alex, what are you yes. playing? So I downloaded two games from the Steam sale. One of them is Damascus Gear Operation Osaka. Yeah, that sounds like a U game. That really which, does. That really which sounds I bought like because I bought because the price had dropped it down to three dollars. Yeah, and it had know. a robot on it. <laughs> and I, I was like, like I well, feel like that's the more salient point. Well, well, I mean, there are a lot of games that have the robot on it, but I was like, also, it's three bucks, so why not? So the robot drew you in, and the three dollars is what sealed it. Yeah, basically. I was like, I was like, Mecca, uh, too, too expensive, too expensive, too expensive. Oh, this is only three bucks. Yeah, sure, I'll buy it. <laughs> just browsing. So the, the robot is the sexy dress. Just browsing the mech tag on Steam. Price. Yes, that's literally what I was doing. <laughs> um, it never change for whatever never reason. It, for whatever reason, the image is funnier to me. If instead of just going on Steam and typing in Mecca, you went onto Google Images, typed in like Steam Mecca, and then just went through all like the poster images on there, then went clicked from Google Images to Steam. Oh, yeah, I'm like, what's the coolest looking robot here? I don't care about what the game is. I'll figure that out later. Yeah, I don't give a shit what the title is. I don't give a shit like who fucking made it. Just is there a robot? Yes, no. I mean, that's how I started playing Trails of Cold Steel. Yeah. That's the reason why I haven't really asked Alex if he wants any review codes because anything I could see that I could get review codes for did another robot on the cover. But I was like, hey, he won't be interested. He's like, oh, yeah, I've had, that's how I actually got him to start playing D anD. I said, there, "There's giant robots in it," and then I had to put giant robots yeah. into one of my game yeah. for him. There can be giant robots in it, <laughs> and then yeah, there can be giant robots, and then you made him a you made him a common rider. Yeah, <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I've made bigger mistakes as a DM. Oh it's yeah, like, let's be. It's honest. like I'll give him a common writer belt, and he'll certainly be intelligent with it, <laughs> and, and not just transform in the middle of the city and start jumping off rooftops. Yeah, I need to be silent. Henshin, go. <laughs> and now they know better. <sighs> we we don't. We really don't. Like we will never know better, and yeah, probably not. Yeah, that that's D and D. D and D is I should learn from this, and then kind of not. D and D is like, oh, he's not going to do the same stupid thing again. Oh, wow, how could I not have seen this coming? Like, oh, it's dumber now. He made it worse. Huzzah! He's still my writing in a nutshell. <laughs> he made it worse. <laughs> that's not even writing. That's just. This is what players do. Just if, you, just if you give any player an option, they will choose the worst possible option. There's, there's a robot big enough for you to ride. I put a lawn chair on him. Oh, yeah. 
I'm waiting for those to start showing up in my current game. <laughs> All you have to do is you need to build a robot out of lawn chairs. Just <laughs> <laughs> a giant mecha with just like different pillows strapped to arm, strapped to joints, just tied into the slats. You get the most powerful robot, Mazin Golfer Z. It's just a golf cart with a gun in, in the holder. <laughs> well, in our current world, that would be one of the most powerful robots available to the public. Just a golf cart and a pistol. <laughs> Not even a pistol. It's a Derringer. That's like a that, that, that was like a meme robot that was created. Son, I've created a, a mecha for you to fight for humanity. It requires two pilots. <laughs> one to operate the mecha and one to fire the weapons. No, it was, yeah. no, it was like, and then, and then, at the, and then at the, in the final episode, it's like, son, Mazin Golfer Z has a secret weapon. Look in the glove compartment. Open the glove compartment. There's another gun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is so dumb. That is like next level stupid, and I love it. Oh, that's Sir Barrington levels, man. <sighs> oh, actually, it just it, it it just straight up is another fucking. Uh, and they just straight up another Sir Barrington. Just a fucking four chain green post. Yeah. I said somebody made it up, yeah, and then, and then someone actually drew a picture of a guy driving around in a golf cart with a <laughs> son. There's a whip. There's another weapon. Mazen Golfer Z's ultimate weapon. Open the glove compartment. Oh, sicko! Nine millimeter. <sighs> God. So tell us about unfortunately or whatever the name of the game is that you bought. <laughs> so Damascus. So unfortunately. Or yeah, Damascus. Unfortunately, due to the shady power and cable situations of New Jersey and getting hit by Hurricane Elsa, I uh, wasn't really able to play it all that much. Let it go. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Every time someone says the name of the hurricane, I have to do that. Oh, there was jokes because it was hitting Disney World, or it looked like it was going to hit Disney World. And they were like, <laughs> "Oh, she wants, she wants vengeance for Frozen too, does she?" Yeah. You just got to take the you just got to take the copyright on Mickey Mouse and just let it go. Bring back the public domain, please. So, I wasn't able to play it much, but um, from from what I could get from the little part I've played it so far, um, it's basically a beat 'em up where you build your robot, which has many customization features, which I haven't unlocked yet, but I'm sure it'll be nifty when I get to them. And then you basically just run around dungeons, beating up other robots. And the gimmick of the game is the main character is a hundred billion dollars in debt to build this robot. <laughs> so you have to make so you have to make enough money to pay it off within 30 days. Can you change the color of the robot? I think you can. Okay, you need can to make, you make green. it green. Onion powered. This is literally a, your there's backstory. There's a video game called Dungeons and Robots. Yeah. I wanted to look it up and see if I, there was one. I I'll I will do my best to make it. I'll do my best to build Verdant Knight. So I so I looked at Damascus Gear Operation Osaka HD Edition, which I'm assuming is the game. Yeah, and the the most recently posted review is a negative review from a guy named Dipnlick. Dipnlick, apologies, just realized what that was. Uh, it is shut up, girl. Just let me play the game. Thumbs down. 
I mean, all caps. I expect. I expect. I mean, I was expecting it to be a good game since it was only three dollars, but I was just <laughs> like, well, there's a robot on it, and I need something to play. This should do. There are three robots. I, I on sense it. the dead might try to tell me to, that we have to record video games soon. <laughs> I need something to play. Basically, it was like, oh man, we're recording in a couple days, and I have played nothing new worth talking about. What can I get on the Steam sale? <laughs> you can always pull a me and just talk about something that you've uh, that you're replaying for the seventeenth time. Yeah, but I didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you have actual restraint. I, I mean, I could talk about. I'd be like, oh yeah, and I played I played another route in Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it was just as stupid as the other two. But I was like, I don't want to do that this week. So instead, I started browsing the Steam sale, and and then the other game I got is uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator because I was wanting to give that a, a try. Good one. That's a good one. Yes, Microsoft Flight and Simulator. Then, uh, is it Flight Simulator X or just Flight Simulator? It's the 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 cheaper one, the one that is not the best one. Okay, well, it's still a good flight sim. Uh, it is Flight Simulator X. Oh, okay. As opposed to Microsoft Flight Simulator, the newest one, which is still sixty bucks. Well, the newest one is garbage. And the newest oh, one, like sim- the- Simulator X, is the best one. And the newest, so one, I made the right the newest one, and the newest one is also 150 gig install on PC. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's like for no reason. For no reason, <laughs> like well, there well, is no reason for well, it to be that big. Well, no, there, there is a reason for it. It's because they, it's because they insist on fucking texturing the entire planet while you're flying. Yeah, yeah. In case, you, in case you want to buzz the ground, I will take my flat pack textures. Thank you. <laughs> That's actually my favorite thing about the Flight Simulator series is for the like for the longest, all the textures were flat packs, <laughs> except yeah, for like because, a few level alterations. This is hilarious. Yeah, because you didn't fucking need to have the goddamn like you need to be able to see the detail inside a fucking window. You just need to know there's a building there. It's like yeah, people no, fucking do like barnstorming sim, in Flight Sim, but like it's not. They aren't coming to this ship for graphical fidelity. They're coming to this ship because they want to fucking use their HOTAS. I got it because I wanted to, like, join channels and say silly things like <laughs> on Air Force's Crowds games. <laughs> That's basically why I got it. I was like, I, I, want, I want to come up with, like, stupid call sign numbers and just be like, hey, this is Big Papa coming to deliver some spaghetti to uh, Rome. This Whatever. is Uncle Erd not coming in with with the hot spaghetti. Just turning a flight sim into just like a trucker convoy. Just no, just just go on and be like Breaker, Breaker One Nine is and, a rubber ducky, and, and, and then and then hope someone else goes Shepherd, and then just say, <laughs> and then just do that for like two minutes straight. Uh, uh, oh, that would that would amuse me to no end. Welcome to the Shepherd Air Convoy. You can only answer to Shepherd. Shepherd. <laughs> Rex. Rex. He didn't say Shepherd. Eject him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's also like, so, so Shepard is dot and Rex is dash and then you speak in Morse code using only Shepard and Rex <laughs> Rex 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 Shepard 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 Rex 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 oh god he's in trouble <laughs> oh god he's got he's got a Rex Rex Shepard to try to get your like latitude longitude coordinates <laughs> someone finally starts beatboxing to it <laughs> Oh my god, how did we get back on this? <laughs> Watch a trailer for Flight Sim X. It's just a dude just fucking nutting himself in a coffee shop eating a bagel. Ew. Okay. 
Yeah, he, he landed a plane and, and they took a headphones off. I was like, thank God. You know, I dread the day when they actually like start trying to outsource like actual operation of shit to gamers. <laughs> oh. you know, like, they, like, they, like this is the thing that always happens in the movies. And I've always kind I've always been in the camp of this could never happen in real life. The, hey, we made a game that actually controls weapons of war. So you guys have actually been killing people this whole time. Yeah, just Ender's just like game. Gamers gamers are stupid yeah. and no so, military so will ever put control this of their is what they'll do. They'll, they'll make uh they'll make they'll make remotely piloted planes and then you'll just they'll just outsource the piloting to gamers what do you mean they'll make robotly robot controlled planes they already have that i mean robot controlled like passenger planes oh yeah that, that no, like that would that would be bad. like ferry and they, and they like won't. Ferry, ferry other passengers but the actual pilot is like in a, in his computer cave somewhere yeah, and the then, thing is, I know they won't do that because of the fact that every time, like, no matter what the game is, there's always at least half a dozen idiots who are like, huh, "I wonder how fast I can die." Yeah, the and the the day they try to do that, the first, the biggest news story is a Boeing seven forty seven crashed into the Golden Gate Bridge trying to barnstorm it earlier today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be the news story. Good afternoon, like, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I hope you're ready for your flight to Miami. But before we get started, I really wanted to buzz the Golden Gate Bridge. See what happens. Yeah. Oh hey, everybody. God. Are you a fan? Of, hey, hey, who? I want this plane's a fan of Star Fox. Oh no! <laughs> Hello, everybody. Your uh, air sickness bags will not be necessary because you're going to be using the oxygen masks the entire time of this flight. Now let's see how tight a turn I can do around the Empire State Building. <laughs> I always wanted to do a barrel roll. <laughs> it just, just gonna call for the just gonna call for the pilot seat, and it's like, yo, what up, gamers? Welcome to my stream. <laughs> so they're oh, no. yeah, so gonna be doing a New York to Miami speed run. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no! I calculated the jet stream just right, but just for lols, I got two of my buddies flying, and they're gonna provide me with uh, a little bit of interest by trying to shoot us out of the sky. <laughs> it is the entire flight is turbulence, then just it comes over the speaker again. It's like now a lot of people put down the landing gear here, but I found it. But I found a speed run. I found a speed speed run trick on Reddit. You can land. You can land point five percent faster if you don't deploy the landing gear. So <laughs> we also aren't going to back off back off on the throttle because friction with the ground will stop us eventually. <laughs> yeah, so long as you hit the ground parallel, you'll be fine. There are a couple iframes after the first hit. And then someone posts, no, you don't want to hit parallel. You need to be five degrees elevated. Otherwise, you're going to pick a boom. Yeah. I was like, ah, shit, we fucked up. Like, well, I'm going to jail. It's like, ah, it's like, ah, game over. Oh, well, time to load my new save. And you just <laughs> got the next crew who just like, like people are watching the footage on their phones and they're yeah. terrified as they hear the voice. Hey, going to be loading a new save to try this again. Yeah. They, they see him load the save. It's like now loading it. Gate C. Oh, no. And we're just like, yeah, I'm switching flights. Just, please. <laughs> I'm oh sorry. <laughs> uh, this a last minute change in booking will cost you an extra thousand dollars. I don't care. Here, take my child. I don't want to die on Twitch Rivals. <laughs> Actually, a lot of people will be like, eh, it's worth the risk. Oh, no. Yeah. Like a chunk of people will be like, a thousand this is America. <laughs> yeah, it's like, quick, I need to change flights. Although that'd be a thousand dollar rebooking fee. A thousand dollars. 
Sir, would you like to change your flight? Give me a second. Well, they just—you can't just possibly out, crash twice, right? They just pull out cattle prods and like force everyone onto the plane. <laughs> uh, the dystopian gamer future. Yeah, it's like yes. it's like the opposite of those videos of people being dragged off of planes. You see, see someone get their fucking like face crushed in with a flashlight that dragged across the fucking umbilicus into the plane. And like the whole plane is just filled with anti-maskers. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole flight. Yeah, the oxygen mask popped down. I was like, no, I know. Those things are filled with the Rona. Oh, they didn't believe Rona, the Rona existed, Dad. Come on. Yeah, they don't believe the Rona exists until it gets them. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, Flight Simulator is a great game. Uh, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to uh, like just try to see how far I can get on one tank of fuel. Uh, there's also the around the world in 80 days challenge, which I did once and it was infuriating because it like part of the challenge is doing everything correctly as according to actual flight protocols, which also means calling into the airport before you do it instead of just landing, which is honestly really tedious to do. Um, there are probably some great mods out for it too, so you might want to keep a lookout for those. <laughs> yeah, he just he just gets a mod that uh oh fuck what what's the fuck the name of the game? The fucking flight battle games, Ace something. Ace Combat? Ace Combat. It just turns flights into Ace Combat. Or a I, mod- would, I would download a mod that made the passenger scream in agony every time you uh, started uh, going in for a landing too steep. Yeah. Or a thing where it turns flight sim into one of those like Russian flying games where it's like, all right, so you can so you have like your head set up and now you, and now you have to know every single knob and every single switch in the plane. Like, there are some like fucking Middle Eastern, not, not Middle Eastern, like Eastern block, I guess. Uh, like flight sim games that are just like, all right, get into a helicopter. Now turn on a helicopter. Good luck. Yeah, like, there, there's a video series on like Giant Bomb like years back where, where there's like, all right, we're loading this thing. All right, I have the flight manual here. It's like a 500 page document. You read that and then I'll set up the plane. It's a flight sim, but you have to do like a, you have to play a, a 50 question quiz game on flight safety before yeah. it will let you play. It's keep talking and nobody explodes, but a plane. All right, be sure to download the PDF. It's like, all right, I see, all right, I see a row of five switches. One of those blinking. What do I do? So that's a plane, Alex. No, I mean, I, I barely even played those. Outstanding. <laughs> so maybe maybe next time I'll be able to actually tell you more about the actual games. Ah, <laughs> uh, pipe dreams. Yeah. And so actually, um, speaking of Steam, just before I move on to my stuff, um, Steam actually made a change recently here in Canada that I do not know when the change was implemented, but I do not like it. I understand okay. the need for it, but I do not like it because they've now started Wait. adding tax. Mm, yeah yeah up until now they did, they, they did that here too did they not usually do that no like, like up here in canada like the price that was listed was the price you paid when i bought it i was like new jersey tax oh wait when did that happen yeah i know like when, when i bought like a so i i 
recently, you know, pre-purchased you know, the Ace Attorney, the great, the great, the great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which is the two, which is the like PC and PS, uh, no, sorry, PC and Nintendo Switch releases of the great Ace Attorney games, which are the ones that like Ace Attorney, but is like ancestor in the Meiji era. With her One of my friends and- actually bootlegged those games because they were taking so long to come out in America, <laughs> and she was like, "I want to play them." Yeah. <laughs> She is. She has already like pre-ordered her copies. By the way, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Also, in that game is Herlock Sholmes. Yep. Which is great. But yeah, so um, yes, that game was fifty two ninety nine here in Canada. Because Canadian prices, we get fucked a bit. So bought the game and was like, all right, sick. Then looked, then looked at my like charge on my card and it's like, oh, fifty nine dollars. Okay, that's. Oh, did they not calculate show you that they were adding the tax? Because they do that in America. Looking back on it, they did. I just didn't notice it because I was just on autopilot okay. mode. Okay. But yes, because uh, like if they don't show you the pro- the tax, then that's not cool. But if yeah. they show you the tax, then yeah, I think yeah, I know in Ontario it's thirteen percent for sales tax. We used to have yeah, down here it's like nine percent. Yeah, we, we used to have uh, two different sales taxes: um, a like general sales tax for like the country, and then a provincial sales tax for Ontario. And then those b- both got rolled into the harmonized sales tax a couple of years ago. Taxes, the most interesting thing about video games. Yeah, and like, I I want to believe that we took this practice from America of just listing a price for an item and then not telling you whether it gets taxed or not. Eh, possibly. Cause like when you, cause like, like, I don't know where that practice came from, but that is something that is definitely regularly done in America. Cause like when you hear about like European countries and shit and they start talking about like their fucking stuff, it's like, it's like, wait, you don't list the tax on the listed price. Then how do you know what you're paying? You have to calculate it as you're leaving, as you're heading up to the checkout. Yeah, and you gotta hope that the things that you're calculating for actually do have tax on them. Oh no, everything in America has tax. S- some <laughs> stuff in Canada doesn't. That's so annoying. Yes, it is. Because like I go do groceries, like all right, so I got everything done, do sales tax for everything. All right, that is fucking this much money. Get up there. Oh, it's about fifty bucks cheaper because like half of the shit I calculated tax for doesn't have tax. Awesome. Well, that's always a nice bonus, but. <sighs> anyway, There's tax for everything here. Anyway, uh, yeah. So one thing I want to talk about before I get into actual games that I want to talk about is um, I gave another chance to the Xbox Game Pass. You might, might remember a while back I tried the Xbox Game Pass for uh, like for like a day, and I eventually and I just immediately got rid of it because I didn't like the way that it handled installing games because with. Games are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I only have a 256 gigabyte um, SSD for games, so I need to like so I need to like be very careful about how much space I actually use on that thing, because if I if SSD gets too full, then it's performance tanks. So, one of the reasons I like Steam so much is because with Steam, it will go, it will go. All right, you're going to install this game. All right, sick. We will block off the exact amount of space you need for this install. And then just download, and then just download it and fill in that stuff with the actual game files once you get them. And I really fucking like that feature. I really like that idea of just, just hit install, and then okay, you know exactly how much you'll have after once this, once this is all done. But then you got stuff like 
the EA Origin and uh, Epic Game Store, where it downloads stuff and then it just like and then like and it downloads stuff and you get like the uh, space taken up as it's downloading, which I do not like. Especially don't like it with EA because EA will go like, will say, okay, it, downloading it, it'll be thirty gigs. Installing it'll be forty five. Updating it'll be one hundred and seventy. Yes, it also has a fifty percent chance of breaking your game entirely. Which it did with Apex again recently. Like, play Apex? Totally fine. Got an update? Hey, you want to go into ranked mode? Great, wait for the game to crash. But yeah, and so with the old version of uh, of uh, Game Pass on PC, it went to install the game, allocated the space, and then kept using up more space. Like, like it was essentially doing both. It was allocating the space for the install and then also taking up the space as the install progressed. It's like, wait, well, why, why are you doing, why are you doing this? So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I'm going to just stop this now and then gave up. And then a bunch of my friends from like my in-person D and D and magic gathering play groups, all of them have Xboxes. So all of them have the game pass. And it's like, yeah, I want to play games with you guys, but like, I don't play Elder Scrolls Online. I don't have the install space for Red Dead Two. I mean, I got Sea of Thieves, but like, I don't really play that anymore with you guys. So I was like, okay, let's try the Game Pass again, and it had like, hey, three months for a dollar. That's not a bad deal. It is not a bad deal. So I got that, and then turns out that since they have updated the client, they've also updated the way that they install stuff because now it is just you hit the install thing, it then allocates the space and downloads the thing to it like Steam. It's like fucking awesome. It's great. Let's do this. So then I tried downloading um, Wolfenstein The New Order. Just a game that I have, a game that I have played, a game that I know how it runs on my con- on my PC so I can get an idea of how this works. Mm-hmm. No exclusive full screen. So it was just so it was just borderless windowed, which is not great. And even with every single notification possible turned off, it still gave me achievement pop-ups. And okay. I just mean the sound. It didn't pop up the actual thing. It just popped up the sound. That's weird. Yes, it is. And then the game stopped launching. I would hit play. It would be running in the background as a application, but it would not ever load. If I tried to run, if I tried to load, launch it again, it would say, Wolf is already running. Please close down the current version or try launching again. So I installed it and tried to move on to a different game, Doom Eternal. I thought, like, hey, maybe maybe it was just the game. Went to go install Doom Eternal, and then it just didn't. I just hit install. Yeah, I hit install, and then it just said, no. Checked the error code, and the error code was, an error happened. That's it. So canceled immediately, got a full refund. All three dollars. Nope, all that one dollar. Oh, sorry. Yeah, one dollar. Yeah, it was one dollar for three months. But yeah, and I just I Xbox Game Pass is a neat idea that I'm not super into, just because it's more it is continuing the trend of you will own nothing ever. But at the same time. 
like net like yeah, nobody owns movies anymore, but Netflix is still really good. You know? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, and so this- I still prefer to own DVDs for when Netflix is like, yeah, I have that license anymore. <laughs> yeah, I have other means. But yeah, then Arr. I actually, yeah, but then I actually played real games, uh, like Biomutant. Uh, for the purposes of disclosure, I was supplied a code for Biomutant from the folks doing PR for the game. For review purposes, you can check out my video of the first hour of the game on the site now. Uh, it only got worse. Like, f- fuck me, that game is... That game is super ambitious, and that team should not have been that ambitious. Like, so much of it is... <sighs> fuck, man, I... I'm trying to remember all the dumb shit in that game. So mechanically, it's kind of a mess because it is the game sells itself as a as a kung fu action fable. Like the, like a, one of the big selling points of it should have been its combat system, and it. I think what they were going for was the like Arkham style combat, where it's just like a lot of heavy combo shit, and then. Like counters and parries and dodges and stuff. Combos and combos counters. Haha. Yeah, but none of it properly magnetizes to enemies. You always end up like I always end up spent half of my combat just attacking a barrel. Die barrel. Yeah, there was no real indication of like attacks coming from off screen. There was no like a lot. So much of the, so much of the shit they were doing felt like there was no real way to counter it unless I was very closely paying attention to it. Like it felt like there was no canceling on any of the animations. Like if you were in the middle of an attack, you could not stop to counter. You had to finish the attack. So as I'm over here with my fucking two kunais, like st- like stabbing a goddamn nothing. No, sorry, not kunai, size. Yeah, as I'm as I'm off the as I'm off the fucking corner, like stabbing at a 90 degree angle away from the guy I'm trying to attack. He comes in to hit me. I go to counter, but I haven't finished my attack animation, so I get fucking bodied. Uh, you get a gun that fucking feels useless as hell. Like I I used the gun a couple times and it just felt entirely worthless. All of your like abilities you get because you can get special abilities. Uh, there are like 19. There are like four different upgrade trees you can go through. Each of them kind of with their own subtrees almost. Where you get different upgrade paths and points to be able to spend into those things. And the ones that you get from the mutagens, you know, kind of the the entire name of the game, literally. All of those are in all of those are useless. Like I got a like poison barf explosion and then like a fire dash. Didn't use either of them. Except for the two times I tried to use them. Uh, the barf breath thing only fires like straight down when you're jumping and the fire dash does in, does way less than actually just attacking. It all, it all just feels so shitty. And like the world itself is the world itself is so fucking incongruous because it is this intent. The story in the world is meant to be this like big like it's supposed to be a fable. It's supposed to be this like massive story where you 
like, like you are like the son of like this ancient tribe that got fucking wiped out years ago by this monster, but you survived somehow. And now you're here to like fucking reclaim the land and save the fucking world tree from dying. But to do that, you got to go defeat the fluter flame or whatever the fuck it's called. Because it's trying to tell this like very grand story, but it is all being written and told like a children's story. All the monsters you have to fight have incredibly dumb names. Names. What's an example? Uh, let me let me look let me look this up. I got I got to remember. Okay, uh, okay so yeah the. So the so the big bads the horror like the end monsters are called the world eaters. I've heard worse. Just wait. Okay. So they are the world eaters, which are Jumbo Puff, Mock Puff. Uh, there's a thing called a Fluff Hulk. Uh, and the main bad guy who like killed your parents' his name is uh, Lupa Lupin. <laughs> wow. Uh, there's a, there's a type of enemy called a Bompa Bonker. A sorry, a Bompa Bonker. Uh, yeah, there's a dude. So there's a guy. He's called Out of Date. He's a beaver in a like traditional Chinese style dress, but in a wheelchair. We then flash back to the past because there are multiple times where you get a, we get like flashbacks to you as a child, which I'll get to in a second. And his name was Best Before, and he was a greaser. So at some point in the time between you being a child and you as you are in the game, Best Before went out of date, expired, and then changes his entire appearance. Going from 1950s greaser dude to old Chinese man in a wheelchair. And the story is even worse because all of the story, the entirety of the story is told in voiceover narration from a very bored sounding man. Oh, it's one of those. It's like, yes. And then. Yeah, but it's stupid because guess the fuck what? They kind of voiced the characters. So the characters are voiced, but not really. Yeah. Like the characters do like a, almost like a, almost like a Star Fox kind of thing where they just like have it or like a, like a Banjo Kazooie kind of thing where they just have like a noise. They make at different tones. <laughs> yes. But instead of being, but instead of being like digitized, it sounds like just a voice. It sounds like just a person going. Like one of the development is like one of the development team just did that because they couldn't afford a, because they couldn't afford more than one voice actor. So it's just one guy telling you what this person is saying and not saying it like that person. He's saying like, like, like someone will start saying something and it says out of date says like a dude who's like not great at DMing is like trying to run a very intense campaign. Oh, and it's just wow. entirely out of his fucking reach. It is so fucking annoying. And it makes the entire story feel completely unimportant. It makes it feel, yeah, just like a guy telling you a really dumb story. And like you is aren't story involved important or not, or not really. Like kind of like it's the wall. It's 
it's the world after Wally, where the humans have fucked everything up and killed everything, but hey, life finds a way because all the creatures have mutated into kind of their own weird beings. And now they just and now they have created a like Chinese martial arts style feudal system where you join a faction and then you have to go capture territories from the enemy faction. And it does something, I'm told. Like, for reference. Which is always a great sentence to hear when talking about your opinion on a video game. With Bio Mutant, I played three hours. That was as far as I got before I uninstalled the game. Well, well it's... Uh, at least you gave it a good try. Yeah, and like it also fucking the frame rate is ridiculous in this fucking game. It swings so fucking hard. Like I do not have a beast of a system by any means, but it is a like, decent enough system. It more than meets the requirements for this fucking game. And I have to run on medium to get a solid frame rate throughout the world because there are points when you're running on anything higher than medium where just all of a sudden it'll just tank down to thirty FPS. For seemingly no fucking reason. Yes, she saw a little bit in like the video. Like at one point in the video that I made, I was just I was just running along. Things were going fucking fine, like max settings, sixty FPS, and then all of a sudden, boop, thirty. For only that area. As soon as I left, as soon as I left that hallway, it went back up to sixty. And then it's even worse out in the open world because it'll just be running along across this like. Oh, lush. open worlds can just like kill the frame rate. Yeah. Whenever it feels like it. Yeah, it is so weird. And then everything in the game, like the environment design, everything that isn't a city looks fine because it is very hard to fuck up a forest. It's just random hills and trees and grass and shit. But then we get to the city, it all just feels like prefab assets you get from like a Unity store. So none of it feels super none of it feels like super connected to anything. All the characters look fucking weird as hell, especially your goddamn guy, because the way that the character creation works in this is when you are setting up the attributes that you want, like if you, like you choose a base model that has, Hey, I get, you get these benefits to this thing when you choose this model and they get to like allocate your skill points, but they do it with a radial menu that also changes the proportions of your character. So if you go like, yeah, I want this guy to be like super agile and fucking super smart, then his fucking eyes get massive and his legs go like, and his legs get massive too. But then that just means his body gets squished down. So he has like, so it's like a body that is like half the size of one of his legs. And it just makes the, makes the characters look super fucked up like a horror game. And then there's a child version of you that is literally just your adult model shrunken down to like 0.5 scale. They did nothing to actually make you look like a child. And so when you are, and so when your character is up against like actual child characters, as it happens a couple times, it looks super fucked up because it's just a small adult. It is like they did so much in attempting to make this game epic that they failed at almost every aspect of it. Which company made this? Some fucking, I think, I think it's called Experiment 101. It's like this v- new studio. I think this might be their, like the, one of their first games. Let me double check that. Well, they're not off to a good start. No, they are not. Okay, yeah, made by Experiment 101. Uh, yeah, this might be their first game. 
Okay, so apparently that might be their only game. Yeah, I think this is their only game. It's a it's a studio made up of former Avalanche Studio employees, the guys who made the Just Cause series. Oh god. Yeah. They founded the studio and then began development on Biomutant. It is, oh man. I don't want I don't want to be like I don't want to be like super negative, but I have to be because it's fuck man. I do not like this game at all. Like everything that I could think of to maybe compliment of it. I just don't like it. Yeah, it's just, it's just not good. It just, yeah, it sounds like they just messed up on every, uh, every way. Yeah, it was, it was, it's good to have ambition, but like, it's also good to like know your limits. Know your limits, drink within it, please drive responsibly. <sighs> Still there, Cave? Yeah, just, I've heard this rant several times, so. Yeah, I talked to, to I talked to Cave. Uh. <laughs> uh, moving on from there, uh, games I have more good things to say about. Um, I played a bit of Disco Elysium, finally. Uh, I got about two hours in, then my character quit the police force to go pursue a life of existential pondering because I tried to convince a guy to buy things from me for a good price, and then my brain broke. That's interesting. Yeah, it is a very bizarre game. It's like, I'm a cop, but I think I'm just going to quit and be philosophical. Yeah, because you have two different health bars. You have, like, physical health and brain health. And if either one of them goes to zero, it's game over. How do you lose brain health? Uh, Like, fail, like, you think bad, you fail like a social interaction. So oh, we, no. we're constantly losing brain health, Dad and I. Yeah, it's just it's just for like our our brains it's weird. Our brain stats are both the best and the worst. Like we have no skills in any brain thing, but our brain stats are like a six. So we have idiotic amounts of brain health. Sometimes I feel like my brain health is a little thin. Well, that's because you feel too many interactions in a day. The only person I interact with is my wife. It's not. It's not. Per- not people interactions. Interacting with anything, anything that requires oh, okay. your brain. Okay, we're good. Yeah, it's like, do I have enough money to buy some food later today? You're not good at math today. Brain damage. <laughs> But yeah, so Disco Elysium, you it is a it is a return to like old school style of like isometric point and click adventure games. Or like isometric point and click RPGs. Apologies, not adventure games, RPGs. Where you are in this ridiculously like meticulously hand painted scene. And you are like going around trying to solve a murder because you're a cop. The only thing is you have forgotten you're a cop. You do not know what your name is. You do not even know what you look like until you, until you have to like go through like the adventure game path of cleaning off a mirror. At which point you look at yourself and go, Oh, I'm an alcoholic piece of shit. And then it's a matter of, do you want to go back down the path of being an alcoholic piece of shit? Or do you want to get better? And 
the entire game is narrated by one voice, but that one voice represents every aspect of your being because your skills are the stuff that talk to you. Like when you like when you are using a skill, like if you're using like if you're trying to like figure out what happened to crimes and you use visual calculus and you succeed, then your visual calculus talks to you about what your visual calculus determined happened at the scene. Like as a character, huh. you aren't a character. You're just your character is basically a Dave style robot made up of every single aspect of your psyche. Weird. Yeah, and it's in this like weird pseudo dystopian like fantasy future where like, it's this entirely other world with like an entirely different set of like cultures and stuff in it. And so it's you and your partner who is from a different precinct trying to investigate the murder of a dock worker like of like a dock um, security guard while there is currently a worker strike happening down at the docks. And unfortunately it, this game does kind of fall into the trap of like those old school RPGs where if you don't spec in the right way or if you like fuck up one thing, then you can just entirely break your entire encounter. Like, for example, how this how this stuff works is you get you get to go and try out any skill check once. And then you can't try it again, then you cannot try that skill check out again until you level up and put skill points into that specific skill you failed with. So if you have to do like a, like, this isn't an actual skill in the game, but like just for lack of a better idea, if you're trying to make like a deception check on someone and you fail, then you cannot try that check again and continue down that path until you upgrade your deception. So it's gotten to the point, so it's gotten to some points where it's like, all right, I have two paths to go down. One of the paths is I jump over this rail and I land down on this fucking lower walkway and get my jacket back. Thus, I'm able to go deeper into this area and get into the docks. Or I become a racist. Sounds fun. And then if you fuck up the jump check, then your only option is to run around trying to find other things to upgrade your skills with or become a racist. You fail to become a racist check, though. You don't fail to become a racist. You just you just decide to be one. Uh, that's horrifying. Yeah, but that's kind of it's the like, you know what? I'm just I think it's gonna be that no, you failed that check. But like, You're that's, not that's, mean enough to be a racist. But that's kind of the purpose of the game. It's like it's like you are almost tabula rasa with this guy, and you are deciding who he is. And so you can choose to be a racist, which will then have ramifications throughout the game, or you can just choose to not become a racist. Like the actual, the actual things that require you to make a decision for who your character is requires no check. It's all about what you want to do, which I like. I like that aspect of it. I like the, I just for reference, I did not become a racist. I failed the jump check and then spent two hours going around to doing different side quests, eventually got my skill points to complete that check and then jumped over the railing. <laughs> That's how much we avoid racism here. Yeah. If I were to we'll do spend it- two hours trying to get the experience to not be racist. Yeah, so like if, if you fail these checks, your only, your only other option is to become a racist. How does that work? Uh, then you go up to the guy and go, then you go up to the guy pout, like stouting critical race theory and go, you know what? You're totally right. My guy's like, sick. Come on. Like the guy blocking your way into the docks is a massive racist. Hmm. 
who's like who's like genetic supremacy like hey guess what my race is sick as hell you guys are dog shit do you agree and if you agree then you just then you just become a racist which is not you could also be like so i guess i guess you can't be like yeah sure whatever just just let me in i think this guy's nope nope you have to become a racist oh no take backs so again, like th- this is just me looking up a walkthrough because I got stuck at this point because I just I couldn't jump this fucking fence. I couldn't like talk to this guy. I didn't want to become a racist, so I went. Is there any other option I can do? And the option is either jump the fence or become a racist. So for all I know, later on in the game you could become not racist. I do not know, but yeah, like I really enjoyed this game. I really like liked a lot of the stuff that was in it. Um, wasn't wasn't a big fan of like the older school style of. RPG stuff where it's like, all right, you got 19 quests. You don't know which one. You got like 19 quests. You don't know which one of them are main quests, which one of them are side quests, but they will all give you XP and stuff and you, they will flesh out the world. There are like three paths that you can easily become locked out of. But like the way like it, it has a great option to, it has a great customization for making your character yours. The way that like it all works, it all feels like a very well thought out like tabletop RPG almost. Because whenever you're making a because whenever you're making a skill check, it rolls d6s on the screen, and like it sets up like dcs for your stuff, and you get like abilities and items and stuff that actually that not only change how your character looks, like your character actually is physically wearing these items. They also give you like different skill stuff, which is really neat. I spent the first half of the game running around without pants on because I threw my pants. Oh, that's out. my favorite thing to do in Be- video games. Not by choice. I threw my pants out a window and couldn't reach them. <laughs> that's the thing you wake up in you wake up in a dirty hotel room in your underwear and have to go find your clothing oh dear god yeah but by the time i by the time i failed in that game i didn't find my gun i just sort of lost my pistol and badge well yeah i don't think this would be a kind of game for you cave though uh, like it is it's dystopian future. Like one of the first people to interact with is like a ten year old who's high on drugs. Yeah. Who's kicking who's throwing rocks at a corpse in the backyard. And then calls you a cunt and tells you to go fuck off. You know another kid's behind the fence going, Yeah, fuck him off, Kino. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the game. Like what little I played of it, I will be going. I will be going back when I have more time to actually like properly devote to it, because it's the kind of game that like requires me to like sit down and spend time with it. It's not the kind of game I can like do my usual thing of like putting a podcast on in the background, like a YouTube video, and then just like half pay attention to it as I'm going. Kind of thing that requires like focus. One thing I can kind of put in the background while I play is uh, little nightmares. A horrorish platformer. The game came out of the game came out like a few years ago. Um, the sequel just came out pretty recently. I think in the last couple months. And I think to celebrate the sequel coming out, they actually like Steam put out the first game for free for a while. So that's how I got it. And yeah, you are this like tiny little child in a raincoat. Walking around this massive ship with massive monster people trying to eat you. And you're just trying to get out. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like, it's a very, very atmospheric, really sick, like, environment design. Uh, like, a lot, a lot of the character design is really great. Um, and it's just kind of like a really simple platform where you're just, you're just climbing, walking across carpets so you don't tip off the guy with no face who's trying to grab you with his giant fucking Monty Python arms. It's a, it's very it's a very atmospheric, very engaging, surprisingly tense and kind of horror, kind of like horror inducing platformer that I didn't expect from that genre. Yeah, if you get a chance to check it, I would very much recommend it. And then the last thing I spent any real time with has been Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Another platformer spent spent more time with it than I have previously, just to get further into it. And I enjoy the game. I don't enjoy how it runs because because like on my PC, when I boot it, the frame rate will flit wildly from sixty to twenty four. Occasionally, just like locking up and going down to like three, which then I have to go into the settings turn on and off vsync and then also turn and also enable and disable the frame rate limiter because for whatever reason when it when it tries to load up the entire world it just starts chugging for like 30 seconds after you boot it until you do that stuff and then it starts running normally a lot of games do that yep i do not like it i've also uh, and also worlds. Yeah, but also like closing the game, it will like start closing and then turn my monitor entirely black or entirely white for like thirty-five seconds. The audio, will, my, the audio through my interface will glitch out for a second, then the computer will go back to normal. That doesn't sound like it's supposed to do that at all. It does not, but it does. That sounds like you might be damaging your computer doing that. I don't think I'm doing it doing that bad because it's still working. Yeah, for now. Yeah, but that's all I care about right now. Can you avoid that by like just Xing out of the game? Uh, that is me Xing out of the game. Even if you like just shut off the game without like going through the usual logout? Uh, I don't want to risk it. Oh. Because like if, if it does that when you're when you exit the game the way you're supposed to, imagine what it does when you break when you like force quit it. It has a baby. That's what I've decided. It literally causes your computer to give birth, and now you have a child you have to take care of. Or it sucks you into the computer, Tron style. Wait, is that what that smell is? (laughs) That was just my cat. Anyway. That's what I've been playing, then. Uh... That's going to do it for this week, I guess. Thank you all for joining us. <clears throat> so no news this week? Eh, none, that, none that I could see that I really cared about. Nothing right. nothing worth mentioning. Nothing really interesting. It looks like it's coming out anytime soon. Yeah, also that last like 30 minutes of just barely any interaction, I just really burns out. We were just letting well, you ramble. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just that keeps happening. But yeah, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back. Ah, <coughs> oh, fuck my throat. Soon. We'll be back soon. Yeah. We'll be back at some point with more of this shit. Uh, 
We got the new show coming out soon, next couple weeks. Uh, we got Scalped Review on the Comics Podcast coming out with me, Bertie, and Nico. Maybe Richard Donner thing coming soon, just, you know, with his passing. But until I stuff, I'm dead. I'm Cave. I'm Alex. And we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time.